You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Glad to have you back if you're a return listener and glad to have you here if you're a first-time listener as we kick off 2019 with Lee Wilson. Lee was a high school tennis captain from Charlottesville, Virginia, and has been playing tennis his entire life and continued coaching and managing during high school and college as well. He's a graduate from Virginia Commonwealth University and received his master's from the Center for Leadership Science at VCU. On today's show, Lee shares his unique perspective as the captain of an individual sport team, how his coach had an immense impact on him and his teammates that they still feel today, and how his leadership development helped Lee make a tough decision as a captain during his senior year of high school. Let us know what you think of today's and all of our shows, and check out our website at captainscoach.com to learn more about the show and more about our mission at The Captain's Coach. Thanks for listening on another great episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Welcome to the show, Lee, how are you doing? Good, Luke, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm great. Um, Thanks for taking some time this evening uh, to come on the show. I'm pretty excited to get you on. As uh, those of you who may have not heard, Lee was a captain of his high school tennis team and has been a coach and was a manager for VCU's varsity team and captain of the, the club tennis team at VCU and has been around the sport for pretty much his entire life. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you on as probably the first uh, and most likely one of the few individual sport team captains we have. So I, I'm really excited to, to get into your mind as a captain for an individual sport. Um, but I know before we started recording, we were really talking about your high school coach. I had mentioned that I had just reconnected with one of my, my former coaches in tennis. Um, but what were some things that you really loved about, about your coach and, and some things that he did well in terms of developing leaders on his team? Yeah. So, um, my high school coach, his name was Chip Grabmeyer. He had been the high, uh, high school coach for Albemarle High School for, uh, I believe about six years by the time he got to us or my class of, of freshmen. And one of the things that he had told us, um, right as we began our, our, freshman year, and, and maybe he told, told all the uh, classes this, but uh, he told us uh, maybe about two or three weeks into us starting the season that he felt like he really wanted to stay for another four years to see what this group of students could do. And just knowing that from the beginning, I think pushed all of us to be even better tennis players because we knew that we had somebody who was there to support us day in and day out and was actually staying where he was at to make us better and to see how far he could take us. That was one of the really impactful things that he told us. That's always uh, a really big, like you said, it has a, has a big impact when you as a coach are able to communicate to your players, how much that they influence you as a coach and how much they influence your decision-making Yeah, and, and having a coach tell you that, 
you guys are basically the reason why he's staying in that position. Uh, I'm sure had a monumental impact on you guys as players. Um, what were some things that he did personally to mentor you or develop you as a captain or, or maybe some of the guys before you or after you uh, as captains or, or develop his leaders on the teams? Yeah. Um, so he actually, him and his son um, were the head coach and assistant coach. And I think that was one of the big things. Um, another thing was that he took a lot of time while we were traveling. So our, our team actually had a really interesting scenario where every team in our district was about an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes away from our high school. So we spent a lot of time on the bus um, to and from matches is about three hours worth of travel. Um, but coach actually took that time to talk with each of us about our game. You know, if we were, if we were playing a, a match that day, you know, the type of play we, he had seen us doing the week of, if he knew which player we were going to play, trying to give us uh, tips about that specific player. And also, um, you know, sort of making sure that we were there to support the rest of our team if you weren't playing a match. So on a, on a varsity tennis team, um, you know, maybe six to eight guys get to play a match that counts. Uh, the rest might play exhibition and the rest are just sitting. Uh, there's no subs um, for the most part. So you, you know, if you don't play that day, you just don't play. And that can be kind of hard for students to deal with, especially when you've worked so hard and you've, you know, you feel like you're pretty good, uh, but you don't get that opportunity. So um, being there with us in that hour and a half time period to and from the matches and speaking with each player on the team made everybody still feel like they were really involved and gave them, you know, sort of the support that they needed to be a better player and a better captain going forward as a, as a player. That's a, that's an awesome example, Lee. I think a lot of coaches out there could, can use that one going forward, especially in high school where, where you're traveling by bus pretty much every game or every match. And then, especially if you're on a smaller team, um, like tennis or wrestling or, or even basketball, yeah, not so much for a football team. You're not going to be able to talk to every single person on your team. Yeah. When you have a hundred players, but even if you can get, you know, if you have a couple of coaches, uh, coaches and captains that can maybe talk to other players and finding ways to utilize your whole team to get a conversation started with everybody could boost your yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what also plays a big part there is being very in tune to, to how your team is uh, mental state and what the environment on your team is like, you know, maybe, maybe there's a guy that, you know, was on one of the competitive courts last week or a couple weeks ago or beginning of the season. And now it's the end of the season and they're, they're not on the competitive courts and they're now they're on the exhibition or they're not involved yeah. at all on, on, on the playing surface. But to be able to gauge that and have conversation with them. And like you said, make them feel like they're still a part of the program and, and playing a piece is super important for your entire team's morale. So I'm sure that went a long way in the demeanor of the team as you guys got off the bus and, and were playing throughout the day, the enthusiasm and the motivation you guys gave for each other, I'm sure was extremely influenced by, by how he handled those, those bus rides. Yeah. So I know you had mentioned before we started recording that, you thought the way that your coach had developed you as a leader and as a captain on the team really helped you work through uh, a time of conflict 
that you had as a captain on the team. If you could just go into uh, a little bit of a story here and, and yeah. explain what that conflict was and, and what you did as a captain to get through it and how your coach, maybe some things that he did or lessons that he taught you that helped you make those decisions to get through that, that time of conflict. Yeah, absolutely. So like we've been talking about, tennis is a very individual sport. And when you're growing up playing tennis, you're not thinking about it in a team mindset for the most part. There are some USDA teams you might play on, but I especially thought about tennis as I want to get better. I want myself to improve. I want to win. Um, I want to, you know, have success. Um, and that's something that I think between my freshman and senior year, um, me being a, a, a not, you know, not the captain to being the captain, um, changed dramatically. Um, my senior year, I was, um, after, you know, actually, let's start over. um, my senior year, myself and, um, one of my really good friends, Will, were number one and number two on the team. And we went back and forth, had close matches all season. Um, eventually the last three last three challenge matches we had, I had won. Uh, they were really close and ended up taking the number one seed. Um, but my, um, when it came down to the, the end of the season and we were talking about the individual tournaments, um, the, uh, one player from each team gets to play in the singles uh, tournament and uh, two players get to play in the doubles. Uh, I was also playing number one doubles, but not with uh, Will, with another player. And um, coach came to me one day and, you know, kind of sat me down and we were talking about what we wanted to do, how things would work out. And he, you know, was asking me, how would you feel if, uh, if I let Will play uh, individual singles. I know you've won um, all the challenge matches. I know that you've sort of earned the spot, but um, I, I really believe in, in you as a doubles player. And I also know that um, this means a lot to both you and Will to get to this tournament. Um, you know, I, and he, he wanted to give me the choice to, to be the one to say yes or no to that and, and not just tell me, hey, this is what, what we're going to do. Um, and I think him having these conversations with me for the last three years are what really helped me understand what's best for the team and what's best for our morale and how we're going to succeed as a group. Um, and so those, those three years of being with him are really in that exact moment, you know, I already knew what the, what the right answer was for everybody and what was going to make me feel best as a captain was to say, you know, I totally I'm welcome to step down um, and let him play this match. I think he's an amazing player. And I, I think I have my opportunity with the doubles tournament and I'll absolutely let him um, take the single spot. And so we ended up uh, doing that. Um, and I think we both made it to the regional finals. Uh, we both ended up losing, but. It still, still speaks to a lot from your coach and a lot to you as an individual I, that had to have been an extremely hard decision to make, especially since you had won the three challenge matches. And like you said, that you, you did kind of earn that spot. And although you guys, you, you say you eventually lost, but you guys made it to the regional finals, which is, is more than what 
most out there that can say even at a high school level. But I, I think it just a, a couple big things out of that story that I want to highlight. One of the biggest things is that is that your coach gave you that choice. He didn't take it away from you, especially being a captain. He, it's not like yeah. you were just the best player on the team and you were the number one spot. He came yeah. to you as a captain and said, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing and this is what you can do. And I'm not saying you have to do it, but this is these are two options you have and I'm going to leave it up to you. And then it also just speaks volumes to to the type of players that were in your program and the values that were instilled into you and you had the courage to make that decision for yourself. Um, and it kind of reflects one of our tenants at, well, not kind of, it, it, it exactly reflects one of the tenants we have at the captain's coach is that uh, leadership is a service and being a captain isn't about you. It's not about being able to promote yourself in, in any situation. It's being able to promote the other guys on the team and other, other players in your program and those around you making them better and that's exactly what you took. You took the opportunity to do that, and and you stepped it up even even further, and became that that individual spot when it was yours to have, and you made that decision and selfless service um, in action there. Um, and I'm sure he appreciated it, and the rest of the team saw that as an example, and probably something that not not many guys will forget moving forward with their lives. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I think a lot of um, how all of our lives have gone speak volumes to our coach you know um my my senior class there were five seniors um who had all been there for four years and um all played in the top six and we're still friends to this day i mean i over christmas break we almost always see each other um or any holidays that we go back for you know we got um one of us is in california i'm here in richmond new york charlottesville um actually two in charlottesville but um, so we're, we're all over, but we all still make, um, make the effort to go see each other. And I think being a part of that team for four years and working together almost every day, um, has kind of strengthened our relationships. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, the being an individual sport, you don't think it too much of being in a team environment, but in tennis, obviously in practice every day, you, you literally are competing against your teammates. Yeah every minute of practice. Um, yeah. but, but on top of that, was there, was there anything else that your coach did maybe behind the scenes or maybe you didn't even notice it at the time that maybe really promoted some, this sort of team cohesion that's, that's transcended the high school and, and the college years and you guys still are able to, to feel that today? Yeah, um, I think it's, it really goes back to the, a big part of that first story is that he allowed us to make decisions and it wasn't, you know, that, that's a big decision. Um, but he let us make all the small decisions too. Um, for everything from, you know, what do you guys want your jerseys to look like? Um, what do you guys want um, to do for dinner? Um, I, this is one of the stories we were talking about beforehand. We obviously we traveled long distances, so we were always having to eat dinner on the road. Um, and our coach uh, in, instituted a rule that whoever got off the team or ever, whoever won their match first, um, got to decide where we went to dinner and it did two things. Um, one I noticed immediately, but two, I, it took me a while to, to recognize the one thing was that it gave us an incentive to play better and harder 
because we, you know, we, we wanted to get a good meal. We wanted to pick, we wanted to be the ones who picked where we go went, you know, some people like Wendy's and some people like Chipotle. I was a Chipotle guy. So I, I had to get off the court first so that uh, someone else didn't pick Wendy's. Um, but the other thing was that once we got off the court, um, our coach also wanted us to be there to stay near the, the courts and cheer for everybody and make sure that we we're still supporting our guys once we got off. Um, and I think that was a big part of what led to the cohesion um, that's kept us all together. Um, but Chipotle is also a pretty big influence. <laughs> that's just a great story. And it, yeah, I loved you bringing that up beforehand and love we had had the opportunity to to discuss it here during the actual interview and and one of the things that I took away from that was again going back to an individual sport especially as a leader and and maybe being one of the older guys on the team because you all depending on how many courts wherever you're playing has you could be playing right next to or at least at a minimum playing at the same time as everybody else in your team and it may be not necessarily distracting, but it might be in the back of your head, depending on how your match is going. Hey, yeah. how's, how are my guys doing? How's everybody else on the team doing? I wonder what, what the match over there is looking like right now. Um, and I think what he did in, in one way among the other ways that he affected you guys was that it kept you concentrated on your own match and, and didn't let you become distracted during your match for those other guys and then even more once you were done it really allowed you to now focus all of your attention on the on the rest of the guys on the team yeah um, so that that is just for any coaches out there if you can apply uh, maybe not to your sport as a if, if it's not an individual sport but just something like that that will increase the motivation and the enthusiasm surrounding your players for each other and, and creating that, that ultimate buy-in for the team and, and obviously something fun and enjoyable for your guys, giving them a little bit of power and, and making choices. That... Yeah. I, I think that's, and it's, it's just, I think empowered all of us to, to be a little better in our careers now and in our personal lives is we're, we're used to being able to make decisions um, when you play an individual sport, every single decision is yours. You know, I, I pick every single play. I, I pick how, how I'm going to hit shots. Um, it's a, so it's a, it's a lot different than, uh, than a lot of the, the team sports. Uh, and so I'm glad that he did that for us. For sure. Yeah, definitely a completely different perspective and, and mindset um, in a sport like tennis compared to a sport like lacrosse when it comes to your leadership on the field at, at least what what advice lee would you give fellow captains today or or younger players aspiring to develop their leadership skills um i think the biggest thing is just to stay consistent um you know i, th I think that gets a lot of players and captains and coaches in trouble at every level of sport um and i, I think that's I'm going to go, I'll just keep talking about my coach because I do have a lot of praise for him is that he was consistent about having those conversations with all of us for four years. Uh, it wasn't difficult to get in contact with him. If anyone ever needed anything, you could trust him and, you know, have conversations with him that were, um, you know, very detailed in what he wanted you to do and, or, and how, how he felt like we should be going about things. Um, and I think if you sort of, as a as a as a cap, as a captain, you know if you're kind of inconsistent, if you're 
you know, giving a little bit more attention towards uh, a select few people and less to uh, the rest of the group. Uh, you can sort of you know, alienate people and, and, and that doesn't help you in a team setting. It doesn't help you in an individual setting. Um, so I, yeah, I think consistency is just a really important thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And, and one that I haven't had a chance to explore on the show yet, but I, I, I really do like it. And I think sometimes coaches can get caught up with, and even captains, uh, like you said, given a certain group of individuals more attention than others, or, or maybe they give too much attention to their own game or not enough attention to their own game. Yeah. And sometimes they get kind of caught up in their position in, in on the team and coaching others and developing those around them. But I think the, the consistency, one, it, it shows a little more authenticity and only increases your leadership skills. And then the, the second part of that consistency, which I love, uh, there's a great book out there called The Compound Effect. Um, can't recall the author's name right now, but basically the, the crux of the book is even if you can't see any real change on a day-to-day -day basis, the, the compound effect will, will day after day, week after week, month after month, halfway through the season, towards the end of the season, you're going to see those results start to cascade and waterfall and you'll see a huge impact that you don't see day to day, but from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, you're going to see some huge shifts in, in some things, depending on where you choose to, to put your focus and, and put your efforts in day in and day out. So I think that consistency is, is always, is always there and always needs to be there. You know, obviously a, a, a cliche quote is winning isn't a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. Yeah. You know, I think leadership is the exact same way. It's not a, it's not a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. So I love, I love that you were able to, to bring up the word consistent because I think it is a severely underutilized word and, and leadership principle in sports today. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's just something about all the best coaches. Uh, I, I really like Nick Saban as a coach, and I, I think all of his players every year or every time they win a championship are always like, well, we're going to be back at work next week. And I, it's happened, it happens after every single title they win or lose. Um, but I, it, that just shows how consistent he is with his players year over year over year is that they come to expect it no matter how good they are or how bad they are. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference, uh, the outcome or, or the, the makeup of his team. The, the message is consistent year after year. So sp speaking of uh, coaches and, and leaders and their, their best practices, what is your definition of leadership? Um, for me, I, I think it's being um, on top of every – uh, aspect uh, of your team, um, you know, not not sort of micromanaging your players, but being able to um, communicate um, with all of your players and understanding who they are on a personal level um, allows you to to be a leader, whether it's on or off the field. Um, just getting to know their sort of quirks, everybody's a little bit different, uh, can help you become a great a better leader. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big theme throughout the show so far, Lee. That um, that the empathy and getting to know your players and those interpersonal relationships with your with your teammates and your coaches 
is probably the most important, at least start point you can have from a leadership perspective. Because if you don't know your team, if you don't know your, your, the other guys or gals on your team, you're never going to be able to motivate them or influence them because you don't understand what makes them tick. So I, I think that is at, at its root, one of the first things you have to do uh, as a leader. So couldn't agree more with you there. Um, what, what do you think going off of that? What do you think the two either biggest responsibilities or, or the two top characteristics um, that a team captain can have or that, that make a great captain? Um, I think one of the biggest characteristics um, of being a, a successful captain or coach um, is going to go back to what I was talking about before, sort of like that, that consistency piece. Um, those, that that um, changes the way that everybody else sees you. Uh, if you're always consistent and if you're inconsistent, it will negatively impact the way that people see you. Um, you, you, you have to be able to treat every player on your team the same way and, and have the same understanding, same level of understanding of who they are and what their game is, uh, for them to respect, you know, your, your leadership and your authority. Um, because when you're making decisions that impact them directly, they want to know that you have um, that sort of knowledge about them as an individual. Um, I don't really have a great answer for the second one. That was my, uh, my, my main thing. <laughs> no worries. I think, I think you kind of answered it. That is, that is a characteristic and a responsibility in itself. Um, the characteristics being that consistency and the responsibility of, of getting to know everybody on your team and, having to having to to know them to the point you know how to motivate them you know how they're going to respond to one sort of communication versus another type you you know their mood you can tell when they're having an off day just by how they they said hey to you when they came into the locker room or stepped on the court that day so i i think those are great answers uh characteristic being consistent in your in your responsibility really knowing um, really knowing your team, being being a good monitor for for your environment, the demeanor, um, and being able to uh, to communicate with with everybody on your team effectively. So, um, what the last two questions here, Lee? Before before we uh, send you off, before I take too much of your time, but uh, no problem. Is your, what is your favorite book on leadership or coaching, and what is your favorite quote about leadership or coaching? Um, one of my favorite books uh it's more about leadership um it's called linchpin um it's by seth godin uh he does a lot of nice. writings yep. for, um, yeah for sort of management um, yeah. just like that but uh that book you know talks about how can you make yourself indispensable to your your team or your organization and I actually have a sort of a small anecdote about a friend who I, as soon as I started reading this, she immediately came to mind. She was on the girls tennis team at the same time I was playing, but she wasn't necessarily the best player. I don't think she ever was in the top six. was never starting, um, but played all four years and was absolutely the glue that kept that team together. Um, she was the one who it didn't matter how anybody's 
day was going or if she was having any kind of problems with them, she was on the sidelines cheering and being there to support her teammates every single day for four years. Um, you know, doing those little things here and there to support them by whether, whether it was, you know, making them a gift for their birthday, um, doing all of the planning for senior day events um, and things like that. So I think having somebody like that on your team or being that person um, on your team is, is indispensable for, for any team or organization. Yeah, I've always loved the concept of a, of a glue guy or a glue girl on your team. And uh, in the past on the show, we've had people, when I ask the question who their, who their favorite captain is or who's the best captain they've seen, and even my own opinion on that, I'd say it's been 50-50. Somebody that's been a star or at least a, a starter on the team has been 50% of the answers, and the other 50%, actually probably more than that, it's probably closer to 75%, have been uh, individuals that haven't necessarily played at all. Um, yeah. or barely get in at the end of the game. So I, I love, I've always loved that concept and I, I think it, it holds true. Um, and the evidence is there and just in your, in your own life, I'm sure you could, you can find it on any kind of team or organization you've been a part of. There's, there's always someone that, that is the linchpin as, as Seth Godin puts it. So yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that book out for sure. All right. Last question. Uh, favorite, favorite quote about leadership or coaching. Um, my favorite quote about uh, I actually just closed my Word document where I had written everything down. So give me one second. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no worries. Um, but Have a very slow computer. No, no, you're fine. We'll just edit this part out. It's not a big deal. And then you can just just start whenever you get your quote up. Okay, cool. Alright. Sorry about that. So um my quote, um, my favorite quote about leadership is also from, from Seth Godin. Um, and it's that leaders know where they'd like to go, but understand they can't get there without their tribe. Uh, without giving those, they lead the tools to make something happen. Um, and I think for me, that means just the same things that I've been saying already. Um, if you're not the type of leader who understands your people, and understands your your players and how how they work, what they need to to get better and to make the team better. Then you won't be leading them in any correct direction. You won't be leading them to where you would like everyone to be going. Awesome, I like that quote. I'm gonna have to look that one up um, for sure and get it written down. Love that. It, it kind of relates to um, something my last guest Stephen Mays had said uh, about depending on others as an important trait of leadership and is is power of three paradigm that you have to be able to depend on others and others have to be part of your, your mission for achievement or else you wouldn't have a team. Um, so just a, just a great little reminder of that there. But uh, Lee, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Don't want to take up too much of your evening, but thanks. Not at all. This was yeah. a lot of fun, Luke. 
yeah thanks again for for coming on the show and, and sharing your experiences thank um, you a good one Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.